0: Section Thirty Eight of A Book of American Explorers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Duane DeSalvo. A Book of American Explorers by Thomas Wentworth Higginson. Book Seven Part Four Capture of Fort Caroline by the Spaniards. Laudonnière built a fort on the saint john's river just above saint john's bluff and named it fort caroline but partly destroyed it meaning to build vessels with the materials don pedro menendez came to the florida coast with a spanish fleet and founded the town of saint augustine ribot took most of laudonnière's soldiers with his ships and went to attack the ships of menendez meanwhile the spaniards marched by land five hundred in number, through swamps and across streams, guided by a French deserter to attack the fort. Laudonniere thus describes what took place after Ribot's departure. The very day that he departed, which was the 10th of September, there rose so great a tempest, accompanied with such storms, that the Indians themselves assured me that it was the worst weather that ever was seen on the coast whereupon two or three days after fearing lest our ships might be in some distress i sent for m de lis unto me to take order to assemble the rest of our people to declare unto them what need we had to fortify ourselves which was done accordingly and then i gave them to understand the necessity and inconvenience whereinto we were like to fall as well by the absence of our ships as by the nearness of the spaniards at whose hands we could look for no less than an open and sufficient proclaimed war, seeing they had taken land, and fortified themselves so near unto us. And, if any misfortune were fallen unto our men which were at sea, we ought to make full account with ourselves that we were to endure many great miseries, being in so small number, and so many ways afflicted as we were. Thus, Every one promised me to take pains, and therefore, considering that their proportion of victuals was small, and that, so continuing, they would not be able to do any great work, I augmented their allowance. Although that after the arrival of Captain Rebeau, my portion of victuals was allotted unto me as unto a common soldier, neither was I able to give so much as a part of a bottle of wine to any man which deserved it. For I was so far from having means to do so, that the captain himself took two of my boats, wherein the rest of the meal was, which was left me of the biscuits which I caused to be made to return into France. So that if I should say that I received more favour at the hands of the Englishmen, being strangers unto me, I should say but a truth. We began therefore to fortify ourselves, and to repair that which was broken down, principally toward the water-side where I caused three-score foot of trees to be planted, to repair the palisade with the planks which I caused to be taken of the ship which I had builded. Nevertheless, notwithstanding all our diligence and travail, we were never able fully to repair it, by reason of the storms, which commonly did us so great annoy that we could not finish our enclosure. Perceiving myself in such extremity, I took a muster of the men which Captain Ribot had left me, to see if there were any that wanted weapon. I found nine or ten of them, whereof not past two or three had ever drawn sword out of a scabbard, as I think. Let them, which have been bold to say that I had men enough left me, so that I had means to defend myself, give ear a little now unto me, and, if they have eyes in their heads, let them see what men I had. Of the nine, there were four but young striplings, which served Captain Rebeau and kept his dogs. The fifth was a cook. Among those that were without the fort, and which were of the foresaid company of Captain Rebeau, there was a carpenter of three-score years old, one a beer-brewer, one old crossbow-maker, two shoemakers, and four or five men that had their wives, a player on the virginals, two servants of Monsieur de Lis, one of Monsieur de Beauhaire, one of Monsieur de La Grange and about fourscore and five or six in all, counting as well lackeys as women and children. Behold the goodly troops so sufficient to defend themselves, and so courageous as they have esteemed them to be! And, for my part, I leave it to others' consideration to imagine whether Captain Ribot would have left them with me to have borrowed my men if they had been such. Those that were left me of mine own company were about sixteen or seventeen that could bear arms, and all of them poor and lean. The rest were sick and maimed in the conflict which my lieutenant had against Utina. This view being thus taken, we set our watches whereof we made two sentinels that the soldiers might have one night free. Then we bethought ourselves of those which might be most sufficient, among whom we chose two, One of whom was named Monsieur Saint Clair, and the other Monsieur de Lavigne, to whom we delivered candles and lanterns to go round about the fort to view the watch, because of the foul and foggy weather. I delivered them also a sand glass or clock, that the sentinels might not be troubled more one than another. In the meanwhile, I ceased not, for all the foul weather, nor my sickness, which I had, to oversee the corps de garde. The night between the nineteenth and twentieth of September, Levin kept watch with his company, wherein he used all endeavour, although it rained without ceasing. When the day was therefore come, and that he saw that it rained still worse than it did before, he pitied the sentinels, so too much moiled and wet. And thinking the Spaniards would not have come in such a strange time, he let them depart, and to say the truth he himself went unto his lodging in the meanwhile one which had something to do without the fort and my trumpet which went up unto the rampart perceived a troop of spaniards which came down from a little nap where incontinently they began to cry alarm and the trumpeter also which as soon as ever i understood forthwith i issued out with my target and sword in my hand and gat me in the midst of the court where i began to cry upon my soldiers some of them, which were of the forward sort, went toward the breach, which was on the south side, and where the munitions of the artillery lay, where they were repulsed and slain. By the selfsame place two ensigns entered, which immediately were planted on the walls. Two other ensigns also entered on the other side toward the west, where there was another breach. And those which were lodged in this quarter, and which showed themselves, were likewise defeated.' As I went to succour them which were defending the breach on the south-west side, I encountered by chance a great company of Spaniards, which had already repulsed our men, and were now entered, which drove me back unto the court of the fort. Being there, I espied with them one called Francis Jean, which was one of the mariners which stole away my barks, and had guided and conducted the Spaniards thither. As soon as he saw me, he began to say, this is the captain the troop was led by a captain whose name as i think was don pedro menendez these made certain pushes at me with their pikes which lighted on my target but perceiving that i was not able to withstand so great a company and that the court was already won and their ensigns planted on the ramparts and that i had never a man about me saving one only whose name was bartholomew I entered into the yard of my lodging, into which they followed me, and, had it not been for a tent that was set up, I had been taken. But the Spaniards which followed me were occupied in cutting off the cords of the tent, and in the meanwhile I saved myself by the breach which was on the west side, near unto my lieutenant's lodging, and got away into the woods, where I found certain of my men which had escaped, of which number there were three or four which were sore hurt. Then spake I thus unto them, Sirs, since it hath pleased God that this mischance has happened unto us, we must needs take the pains to get over the marshes unto the ships, which are at the mouth of the river. Some needs go to a little village which was in the woods. The rest followed me through the reeds in the water, where, being able to go no farther by reason of my sickness which I had, I sent two of my men which were with me which could swim well unto the ships, to advertise them of that which had happened, and to send them word to come and help me. They were not able that day to get unto the ships to certify them thereof, so I was constrained to stand in the water up to my shoulders all that night long, with one of my men which would never forsake me. The next day morning, being scarcely able to draw my breath any more, I betook me to my prayers, with the soldier which was with me, whose name was Jean de Chemin, for I felt myself so feeble, that I was afraid I should die suddenly. And in truth, if he had not embraced me in both his arms, and so held me up, it had not been possible to save me. After we had made an end of our prayers, I heard a voice, which, in my judgment, was one of theirs which I had sent, which were over against the ship's, and called for the shipboat, which was so indeed. And because those of the ships had understanding of the taking of the fort by one called John de Hay, Master Carpenter, which fled unto them in a shallop, they had set sail to run along the coast, to see if they might save any, wherein doubtless they did very well their endeavour. They went straight to the place where the two men were which I had sent, and which called them. As soon as they had received them in, and understood where I was, they came and found me in a pitiful case. Five or six of them took me, and carried me into the shallop, for I was not able by any means to go on foot. After I was brought into the shallop, some of the mariners took their clothes from their backs to lend them me, and would have carried me presently to their ships to give me a little aqua vitae. "'Howbeit I would not go thither until I had first gone with the boat along the reeds "'to seek out the poor souls which were scattered abroad, where we gathered up eighteen or twenty of them. "'The last that I took in was the nephew of the treasurer, Lebeau. "'After we were all come to the ships, I comforted them as well as I could, and sent "'back the boat again with speed to see if they could find yet any more.' For mine own part I will not accuse or excuse any. It sufficeth me to have followed the truth of the history, whereof many are able to bear witness which were there present. I will plainly say one thing, that the long delay that Captain John Ribot used in his embarking, and the fifteen days that he spent in roving along the coast of Florida before he came to our Fort Caroline, were the cause of the loss that we sustained. For he discerned the coast the fifteenth of August, and spent the time in going from river to river, which had been sufficient for him to have discharged his ships in, and for me to have embarked myself, to return into France. He was no sooner departed from us, than a tempest took him, which, in fine, wrecked him upon the coast, where all his ships were cast away, and he with much ado escaped drowning, to fall into their hands. Which cruelly massacred him and all his company. The fate of Ribot at the hands of Menendez, and the terrible vengeance taken on the Spaniards by another Frenchman, Dominic de Corju, may be found described in Parkman's interesting book, Pioneers of France in the New World. End of section 38. Recording by Duane de Salvo.